Hey, good morning, my friends. Skip here. October 30th. Tomorrow's Halloween. Uh, today is October 30th, 2023. It's 8.04 a.m. <clears throat> Excuse me. you got to be getting used to my allergies by now, right? Uh, I don't have to work until 11.45. So uh, I have some time to uh, send out a an episode. Hey, thanks for listening. I want to say that first and foremost. Uh, listenership has really taken off. I appreciate you guys sharing uh, with other people. Uh, with those people you may think this could be helpful. I want it always to be helpful. Uh, certainly no attempt to indoctrinate or to sell you anything. Just me sharing what I think. If you agree with it, wonderful. If you don't, Wonderful. I mean, I don't have all the answers. Uh, and I'm very uh, cautious of anyone who claims to have all the answers. Uh, sitting here in my front room, my wife bought me a, one of those uh, wintertime lamps. So uh, I keep my vitamin D up because I've been diagnosed with low vitamin D before. So. Here we go, in front of my circadian rhythm lamp. Let's, let's talk about being yourself. Uh, one of my favorite songs by the band Audio Slave. I don't know if any of you know Audio Slave. It, it's called Be Yourself. And the refrain in the song is, Be Yourself, that's all you have to do. Uh, it took me a long time to understand what that meant. And I want to talk about how I see that statement, how I see the statement of being yourself. So the first thing we have to talk about is the fact, and I believe it is a fact, at least I have seen it as a fact, that we don't know how to be ourselves because we have been taught to be something other than ourselves sort of the premise of the whole podcast, right? The whole, the whole finding meaning theory. We have been taught, we have been programmed to be something other than who we really are. Now, intellectually, that may be easy to digest. In practical terms, it's, it's very difficult because it calls for us to understand that even the good things that we like about ourselves uh, are probably to some degree programmed into us to like or dislike or, or this or that or to own this persona or to, you know, <laughs> to be something that the world tells us we must be. To be the best this or the worst that, and I think spirituality, um, I more than think it, I know it does, for me anyway, spirituality is about challenging that notion. It's about challenging the notions of what we were told to be. Uh, brothers and sisters, this I know all too well, uh, because I tried on many different persona, many different hats, many different masks in my life. 
and those masks, those ways of being human, were offered to me as a solution for me needing to find myself, for my existential angst, for my existential questions about the meaning of life. And I tried on all sorts of different things, from uh, drugs to religion to uh, relationships you know, to being the boss at, at places, to, you know, being uh, the low man on the totem pole. I tried to own that place too, you know. What I've discovered, my friends, is that, and this is not going to sound foreign to you if you listen to the podcast, but those things that I tried on, the masks, were all external offerings by the reality we find ourselves in. I mean, look at what we do. Right, right now, my, my middle son is preparing to go off to college, and, and he's trying to pick a, a, an adult identity. He's trying to pick a, a, a way to make a living, which we have to do. He's trying to find himself, and I keep... In, in any way he can hear it, I keep trying to invite him to at least make a part of that search, an inward search. Now, when you're 18, that's hard to do, you know, because you're still a lot of ego. You're still a lot of what the world and, and frankly, what mom and I have made him to be. But I do know this, that he and, and none of my children or any of us in this world we'll find ourselves by putting on the masks that the world tells us we have to have, that our families have programmed into us, that our religions have programmed into us, that our politics have programmed into us. Uh, Because that's not where we find ourselves. I am ultra convinced that the real meaning of the word spiritual or the real essence of spirituality is to simply find how to be your true self. It has nothing to do with things that are mystical and new age or religion or some of those things can add to your life, some can detract. Some things can offer community and support. Some things can offer judgment and isolation. They are human constructs, and they are part of what it means to be human. What we will not find, and I'm talking in absolutes, I know, but I'm going to do it. What you cannot, what I cannot find, is who I truly am in those things. The identity, the identities that we are handed by the world are constructs of the world. They are what the world, what our reality needs us to be in order for it to continue to function in the same way. Let me kind of tell you how I came to this thought, this idea. I've shared with you before, I was a clergy person 
in a mainline denomination for 20 years. 20 years. And every place I went, one of the things that people asked was, can you make this church grow? I think in every instance, and I'm not bragging, but in every instance, in some way, numerically, I did my job. I did what they asked. This is what they asked. What I discovered was the change that people brought into the church community was not what people wanted. What people were asking was, can you maintain the status quo? Can we have the same church we have or had 20 years ago, but have more people? Excuse me, folks. No sneeze there. My apologies. It's what they were asking. You know, for a long time, it took me, it took me a long time to figure this out because I, I would go, I think in 20 years, I served a handful of churches, which was not unusual in that denomination. And every time there was this request to bring new people in, to bring young people in, to bring kids in. But what they didn't want you to bring in was people's ideas, people's thoughts, people's visions. What, what they wanted was to have the same thing, but have people agree with them and, and have kids and young families. So they could falsely identify some sort of transformation that they thought they were having. I got to the point where I sort of stepped back and I looked at that and and I think that's the way we are as, as a society. It's also the way we are as individuals. Because we keep looking for these changing uh, apparatus, right? A, a new way to think about God, a new exercise regime, a, a new theory of, of philosophy, a new et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Ten steps to this diet, five steps to this realization, and we're just shuffling deck chairs on the Titanic. We don't get down to the meat of it. The, the communities I served were in need of transformation. That's why they, many of them were dying and still are, because they reject the thing that can bring about true transformation, which is being oneself identifying what is in the way of that, dealing with what keeps you from being yourself and then expressing who you truly are. Very difficult as an individual. I'm going to say damn near impossible as a community because our communities are made up of false self. One of these days I'll, I'll go on a long rant about community uh, not being itself, but right now I'm talking about us individuals. It's the same thing, though. We aren't ourselves because we are told who to be. We are told what to be. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't tell our kids and our grandkids, you know, don't, don't touch the stove. It's hot, right? But we got to... We, we have to be aware that we are making people and we have been made to be by people the image of them. And we do the same thing with God, by the way. 
We make God in our image. We make our children in our image. We make everything in our image because our image, our persona, our false image is all we know of our reality. Think for a second what it would be like to view life through someone else's lens. And we all have different lenses. What we all do, my friends, is we all seek external validation to justify how we believe, how we think, and how we live in the world. And because how we believe, how we think, and we live in the world is given to us through a false understanding of reality, We adhere to a false understanding of reality and we pass it down generation to generation. And hear me, even if it's the good stuff, even if it's it's someone doing the right thing all the time, it still has to do with perpetuating and holding up a persona that we have bought into. It's tough stuff, my friends. To be yourself, it's, it's... it's easy to sing. <laughs> it's tough to do because you have to, at this point in our journey, we have to dig through layers of false self. We have to see the shadow self, the false self that we've created. So let me end here. I'm convinced we're all uniquely individual, but we have some commonalities. When we see the world with more compassion, we are being ourselves. When we can express more love for ourselves and others, we are being ourselves. And I don't mean, you know, no one's asking, no one's calling you to be some saint floating around doing generous things. A lot of that stuff is people just perpetuating false self. They've just put on the persona of the religious self or the spiritual self. But I'm talking about spirituality. I'm talking about you just being you, present in the moment, as loving and as kind as you can. It it really is that simple, at least in my opinion. Anyway, there you go. I'm going to go have a little breakfast, uh, take a shower, get ready to go to work. Thank you, guys. And I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Bye-bye.